Can we do that? Can we lift up our hands, lift up our voice, and let's just give God a shout of praise. God, we worship you. We praise you. We magnify you. You are worthy. Oh, come on, somebody. Has he done something good for you? Has he been a good God to you? Hallelujah. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we may not feel worthy in the house of God tonight, but he is worthy. Hallelujah, and he makes us worthy. Praise God. I'm praising him for his goodness, amen, and his greatness. It's good to be home. It's good to be in church. Love our church. Love this church family, amen. I'm thankful to be at the Bakersfield family, amen, the Bakersfield family apostolic Pentecostal church family there's no other place I'd rather be amen praise God reading from the book of Proverbs I'm gonna need some help preaching tonight is there anybody in the house that's gonna preach with me I can't do this by myself because Lord knows I'm not good enough is anybody gonna preach with me I believe God wants to do some great things in this house. I believe God's got a word, amen, but I wonder if there is somebody that's going to preach with the preacher. I need somebody that's going to get with us tonight and preach with me, amen. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23, it says, by the truth. Everyone say, by the truth. By the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. You can put your Bibles down. Praise God. You may be seated in this house. Buy the truth and sell it not. We are a part of one of the greatest countries in the world, in my opinion, and in many of the opinions of others. And one of the things that makes us a, a great nation is the foundation that we were built upon and the, the belief in God and the, the uh, uh, credence to God, the 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 declaration of who God is and, and a part of everything that we do. And we have come a long ways away from that, amen? We're living in a day and an age and in a world where we are far from that foundation. And nonetheless, we, um, we have much to be thankful for, and we live in a great nation and one of those things that makes this a great nation is also our market, our economy, and the system that we live in. And um, pray for us because this week uh, Melissa goes in to, to interview to become a United States citizen. We're excited about that. And uh, she's excited about that. And so I, I told you that. Because in, in the process of becoming a citizen, there's 
there's a lot that goes into it, and uh, I won't bore you with those details, but a part of becoming a citizen is passing a civics test about U.S. history and, and government and, and all of these other things. And so one of the questions that is on the civics test is what kind of market or economy do we uh, have in the United States? And we have a capitalist market or, or a, uh, a, you know, a, a market of capitalism. And there's a lot of advantage to that. And we, many of us are, are blessed because of that. We can open a business and we can do this. We can buy and we can sell and we can trade. And, and there's a lot that we can do. And, and we can import and we can export. And, and there's a lot of pluses and and minuses to that, but that's one thing that makes us a great nation is the economy and the market that we operate under. And so talking about buying things in Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Buying and selling is a part of our lives, uh, a part of our daily lives. And there are many different things that we can buy and many things that we can sell. And a few examples of those are stocks and bonds, right? There is there is the stock market, and you can purchase stock options. You can purchase uh, shares, and you can trade them. You can sell them. You can do different things with them. That's one type of buying and selling. And you see that it's a it's a hot commodity at times, and it's a it's a, a low place at times. There's ups and there's downs, and uh, all kinds of different options, all kinds of different things that you can invest in. There's also a lot of things that you can lose money in. And, and some of our elders who have been there say amen, right? And uh, that's one, one type of buying and selling in this vast market that we're talking about. There is real estate. Uh, you can purchase, you can buy, and you can sell real estate. And you can, you can do a lot of different things with it. There's a lot of different kinds of real estate. There's, there's commercial, there's residential, there's you know, a, a lot that goes into it. Different sizes, different property. I'm not going to bore you all night. I'm, I am going somewhere. But real estate's one of those things, right? Uh, another thing that's very much a part of our lives and we're thankful for it is automobiles. You can buy a car and sell a car and... And uh, you can rent a car. There's, there's all kinds of, of things you can do in the automotive industry. And there's all our daily consumer products that we can buy and we can even sell. The advent of Craigslist and other sites like that in today's world, we see a lot of that. Buying and selling on, on sites like Craigslist or OfferUp or these other things, eBay, right? Um, there's different options. There's different products. There's different things out there. And uh, sort of the inspiration of this message is one of the hot commodities and, and sought-after items that we can buy and sell are antiques, right? A lot, how many of you enjoy antique shopping? I mean, I've seen, I've seen some of you guys and talking about some of these things, these finds and these, these trinkets and different things that are valuable to you and and you buy or you sell them or you collect them or different things like that. And what's interesting is just this past week uh, on the coast, we went over to a store in Los Olivos and uh, we were looking to buy a soda. And uh, we, were, we were just thirsty. And so there's this store that says General Store. 
Um, it's called the general store. When we walked in, it's, it wasn't, they were not buying and selling things that were uh, like a general store. You know, you think of a general store, you think, you know, maybe you'll find a soda in there or you, maybe you'll find something. Well, they were selling all kinds of things, this and that and the other and, and not what we were looking for. But what was interesting is when we were in there, they had an item in there. And sometimes you'll find this in antique stores or, or general, general stores in uh, uh, cities. You'll find an item that's in the store, but that has a special marking on it. And, and it says, not for sale. It's, it's a special item, right? It's, it's something that's valuable to the owner that... They want everybody to see it. They want you to know that they have it, but they want you to know, by the way, it's not for sale. You can, you can buy anything else in here, but this one, it's not for sale. You can try. You can offer them some money for it. You can barter. You, and mm, Nope, I'm sorry. I, that's not for sale. And so this is, this is what we're talking about tonight, not for sale, buying the truth and selling it not. And if we talk about the spiritual things and the spiritual market, if you'll let me say it that way, the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. We are buying and we are selling in a spiritual market, if you'll let me preach that way tonight. There are a lot of different options out there. There are a lot of different things that you can buy into and that you can purchase and that you can spend yourself into and, and you can you can get a hold of a lot of different things and, and you can also sell a lot of different things. You can sell some things out in your life or you can sell some things out to the enemy or you can sell some things out to God. There's different Amen. Spirits that are good and spirits that are bad. Spirits that are godly and spirits that are evil. Amen. And we are operating in a spiritual warfare or a spiritual market, if you'll let me put it that way. Amen. And the problem with this is in, in any kind of buying and selling or any market, there are risks. And so for the sake of focus, we're going to talk about real estate. There are risks to buying and selling real estate. So, for example, one of those risks is you have to take caution. You, you need to understand that there could be agents. Typically, when you're buying something, you go and you, you get an agent and um, you, you have them help you purchase it. But there are counterfeit agents out there who want to sell you a bill of goods or, or make you think that they know what they're talking about or make you think that they have a pulse on what is valuable. And really, they are so-called agents that are not licensed, they're not bonded, or, or maybe they just don't have a pulse on the market and it's not as valuable as they said it was to you or it was more valuable than they said it was. And so there are risks out there that you have to 
You have to caution yourself when you go into buying real estate. You're going to buy a first home. There's lots of things that you want to take caution about. You want to look at it. You want to ask questions. You want to find out information about it. And so you've got to take caution. And I can think of already how this can begin to preach to us in a spiritual market where Matthew 7 and 15 says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. I've come to preach to young people. I've come to preach to a church tonight that there is a lot of options and a lot of items and a lot of products out there that the enemy wants you to buy into, but you've got to be careful because there's risk involved with it. Amen. Uh, another thing in buying real estate is you've got to check for title issues. You know, something may be for sale and you go through this transaction, you, you sign a bill of sale and oh, by the way, the title has this, that, and the other uh, going on with it. The definition of title, it's the legal way of saying you own a right to something. Many titles to various real estate properties have issues surrounding them. So you want a clean title. When you see that, you want a clear title. You want something that is clean, something that you can own, something that you can call yours and not something that's going to be taken away from you or something that's going to cost you. And I can come and tell you tonight in a spiritual market, there is an enemy and there is a devil that will tell you that this purchase that you are, are, are looking at, this road that you you are looking to go down and sell yourself out to. It, it will give you a title to a free and a prosperous life. It will open the doors for you. But really, there's a hidden thing behind the lies. And, and there's title ownership issues with the traps of the devil. Amen. There are things that are come with the decision you make. There are things that follow behind, amen, the purchasing of some land. There's things that you're going to have to deal with if you buy into the wrong kind of real estate. And we're talking about spiritual things here. Young people, I've come to preach to you tonight. You've got to beware of false prophets and you've got to beware of those that want to sell you things of this world. Those that want to sell you lies. Those that want to sell you uh, things that are cheating you. Those that are going to sell you out on a false reality, on a false hope and make you think it's going to be the answer to your prayers make you think it's real beautiful but really there's some title issues that go to it really there's a lien on that title and you're gonna have to pay this price and you're gonna have to pay that price be careful what you buy into hallelujah what you thought you were going to own and control through making that choice or that purchase ended up controlling you and ended up controlling your life. Amen. We've got to be careful what we do. You know, I feel like just staying here for just a moment. We've got to be careful what we do. This is why we preach and teach. Amen. We go here and we don't go there. We are, are, are cautious when we listen to this and cautious when we listen to that. We don't go to these places. We don't let ourselves see these things. We, we don't stand for things in Hollywood. We don't stand for things of this world. But we've got something valuable. We want control. We want ownership rights. We don't want the enemy, amen, coming in and being a taskmaster to us. That's what the Bible says about sin. If you serve sin, amen, you're going to be a servant to it and the devil's going to be a taskmaster over you. 
Amen. And, and Jesus said this in John 8, 34. Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Sin becomes the taskmaster and you become the slave to sin. Real estate, one of the third things is it can be difficult. As Brother Brock has uh, uh, mentioned and talked many times to us about different type of, of landmarks and, and things, lines and, and uh, parcels and all of these things that come with property rights and, and different things. We've heard a lot about this. There's difficult things when it comes to real estate. It's complex. There's a lot of processes, and, and a lot of times it's pricey. You've got permits. You've got utility costs. You've got fees. You've got transfer tax. You've got potentially capital gains you've got to pay. When you buy and sell, there is a risk of what it will cost you. There's a risk of how much you're going to, amen, spend and how much you're going to give away. And so in, in a real estate transaction, you, you've got to be aware of this. Amen. You've got to be aware of this. And it is no different in a spiritual market. It is no different on anything that is at the store. Amen. Vying for your spiritual attention and your spiritual purchasing power. Amen. Don't fall for the enemy's trap. And don't fall for the temptation of the products that the devil wants to put out there for you. Don't fall for the trap of the enemy. Amen. Because it will cost you. It will cost you a whole lot more than you thought it would. You go down one one road and you take one decision and you pick up one spirit and the Bible says there's seven more that comes and latches on to that. You better be careful what decisions you make, young people. You better be careful what decisions you make, parents, because that one decision, that one purchase may come with a lot more cost than you thought it would. Amen. What you allow into your home, what you allow into your kids' life, you better be careful. Amen. You better be careful because it may cost you a whole lot more than you anticipated. It may cost you a whole lot more than you wanted to pay. Oh, God, help us. Let's praise him right now. God, I worship you. Oh, God, I worship you. I praise your name. I worship your name. I magnify you, oh God. Help us to be leaders, amen, for our youth. Help us to be leaders for our children. Let us be examples, oh God. Hallelujah. When you buy and you sell, there's these risks, and it may cost you a whole lot more than you want to pay. And Romans chapter 6 and 23 tells us that for the wages of sin is death. Now, see, this is, this is what I like about this, and I think Paul wrote it this way on purpose. The enemy wants to even, and I think this is what he's trying to convey. The enemy wants you to believe that sin is going to pay. Sin is going to pay you. The wages of sin is death. The enemy would like to code it, would like to paint it, and would like to make it out to be that it's a job for you, and you're going to earn something. You're going to get something out of this decision. You're going to get something out of this purchase. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be pleasurable. It's going to be advantageous. And, and there is a pleasure of sin for a season, um, but there is not a wage to sin. 
It's not really going to give you anything. It's not going to be something that you earn something. What really happens is you end up with death. Amen. And what it is saying is the result of sin or the result of what you're going to get paid is a cost. The result of what you're going to get paid is a fee. The result of what you're going to be paid is robbery. It's going to steal from you. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so there's, there's different outcomes of, of buying and selling. Uh, but there's two, two things that I want to look at tonight. Two possible outcomes. Two ways that you can go. The first outcome when you make a purchase, and, and we're talking about spiritual things. We're following me? There's something that's called buyer's remorse. You regret the purchase you made. You, you put your money into something. You put your life into something. You go a certain direction, and then you realize, you know what? It wasn't painted. It wasn't all like it was painted out to be. It wasn't what they said it was going to profit. It wasn't what they said it would give me. It was not a wage, but it was a cost. And you regret the purchase you made. And what's interesting about buyer's remorse is in the phase before purchasing, the prospective buyer often feels a positive emotion associated with the purchase, like a desire. You can't wait to have this item. You can't wait to purchase it. And it will give you endless opportunities. And, and there's an anticipa anticipation of the enjoyment that will accompany the use of the product. And... And you feel this before you make the purchase. And, and, and that's the lust and the, the, the small season of pleasure of sin that just tempts us. That just is out there drawing us in. It's the, it's the carnality in our flesh that sees something and says, you know what, I might enjoy that. You know what, I look forward to going down that road. But really the remorse occurs when the full experience comes around and you face the opportunity costs Amen. Of making that purchase. And you also, amen, have a loss of purchasing power. When you make a choice and you buy something, you won, you, you, you have opportunity cost. There's things that you buy into sin. And when you buy into the traps of the enemy, you are going to have some opportunity costs. But also the, the other thing that comes along with it is you lose your purchasing power. When you buy into something and you go down this road, you no longer have capital to spend on other things. Amen. Sin will beat you up. It will turn you inside and out. It will make you to where you don't have the power to put any other purchase or any other effort into any other thing. Ephesians 5 and 3 says, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish taking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience." Be ye not therefore partakers with them. Amen. Don't let a man or don't let the enemy deceive you and make you think it's the best way to go. Or make you think it's the best lifestyle. 
The best place to be is in the house of God. The best place to be is in church, sitting on a pew, blessed of God. Oh, come on, I'm going to start preaching now. The best place to be is in redemption. The best place to be is under the blood. The best place to be is full of the Holy Ghost. The best place to be is in an altar somewhere. The best place to be, there's nothing more gain, more rewarding. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's look at Esau. He fits into this outcome. He, Hebrews 12, 13 says, And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, verse 17 says, when he would have inherited blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. When you buy into the enemy's lies, you're going to have buyer's remorse. You're going to have buyer's remorse that says, man, I wish I would have listened to my pastor. I wish I would have listened to my youth pastor. I wish I would have listened to my parents. And you may find yourself, if you give in to the lies of the enemy, just as Esau, who he gave up his birthright, he sold his birthright, amen, for a morsel of temporary satisfaction and pleasure. He gave up his blessing, amen, and he gave up. What could have been his? The other outcome is you can walk away with a bargain. I remember Bishop telling me this in, in looking at buying my first home. Proverbs 2014 in the NIV says, It's no good, it's no good, says the buyer, then goes off and boasts about the purchase. You talk down about some of the things that need work on the, on the property, and you say, you know what, I'll take it off your hands for this much. And you get a deal for it and you walk away and say, look at what I got. Right? You got a bargain. And that's kind of how you, you get with antique shopping. You, you go and you find something and you're like, oh, look at what I got for this much. And you're excited about it. And, and you leave happy and you, you don't have remorse for buying that product, but you actually have joy. And an example of this, there are many different examples, but Joseph is one of them. He faced the same temptations. He had many opportunities to buy into the traps of the enemy, but he stood against it. He stood strong. He was sold into slavery. He could have let bitterness set in, amen, but he didn't. He was tempted by Potiphar's wife, but he didn't give in, amen. He was falsely accused, and he was thrown into prison, but he held on to faith and he trusted in God. I'm telling you young people, when you begin to buy in to truth and you begin to get a hold of truth and you stand up against the wiles of the devil and you say, no, I am not for sale. I am not going to give in. Amen. Parents, amen. Church, when we say and we have the mentality of Joseph, you know what? I see the temptation but I'm not for sale. I see the temptation but I I'm not going there. I see the opportunity, but I'm not going there. I'm not for sale. 
Hallelujah. And when you get that attitude, when you get that mentality, amen, God will elevate you. He elevated Joseph because of his faith and his choices to stand strong. Joseph was a blessed man. And you know what was powerful is he was able to bless his family. He was able to help others who weren't right with God. The ones who sold him out to slavery. He was able to go and reach them and help them and feed them. When you get a mentality of I'm not for sale, you get a strength about you. You get an anointing about you. And you begin to be a witness. And you begin to be an example. And you can reach somebody else because they see whatever you're possessing. It's so valuable. You're not willing to let it go. You're not willing to get rid of it. And then they say, you know what, I want that. You know what's interesting is when there's a product that says not for sale, you want it so bad. You're looking at it, you're like, well, that's what I want. Anything, I don't want anything else. That's what I want. And that's what can happen in your life and in a ministry when you say, you know what, I'm not for sale, devil. I'm not for sale, world. I'm not going to purchase or buy into those things because I've got a greater hope. I've got a greater vision. I've got a greater eye. I've got my eye on the prize, and I'm not for sale. Hallelujah. We can read in Deuteronomy about Joseph. He was blessed of the Lord for his land and for all of these other things because he was not for sale. As the musicians come, I wonder if I'm in a church of believers that have that attitude and have that mentality. And, and maybe, and, and I'm reaching, I'm going to reach for some in a moment. Maybe you're not at that place. And maybe you've been, maybe you're at the place of, of giving in and purchasing and buying into some things that you wish you hadn't. There's going to be an opportunity in a few moments where you can make that right with God. But I believe the majority of us tonight in this house, we're here because we have that attitude. And I want to know if there's somebody that's going to rejoice with me and that's going to praise God with me. Brother Kaufman already preached about it. Amen. How do we, amen, how do we feel that? that oil, how do we uh, take care of that and be ready? We, we begin to praise and we begin to worship God. I believe we're about to have a powerful worship service in the conclusion. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and 23 says, Ye are bought with a price. Hallelujah. Be ye not the servants of men. Amen. You don't have to buy into the enemy's lies. You don't have to buy anything of the devil, but you have been bought. Amen. And you don't have to sell. And you've got to say, you know what, devil, I'm not for sale. I'm not going down that road. 1 Corinthians 6, 11, and such were some of ye, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Ephesians 5 and 8, for ye were sometime in darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Stand with me. 1 John 4, 10, herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. 
I wonder if there's an individual tonight who would step out just like those five virgins. Some came to them and said, will you give me of your oil? But they said, no, this is not for sale. This is not for sale. I wonder where you are in your life right now. What decisions have been presented to you? What roads and what, what devices has the enemy thrown out at you to see if you would buy into it? Hallelujah. I wonder if there is someone like those five virgins that says, my oil is not for sale. I'm in a spiritual market. I'm fighting against spiritual wickedness. I'm fighting against the enemy. I may be down. I may be going through some difficulties, but my love is not for sale. I may have had some bad things happen to me, but my love, it's not for sale, devil. Come on, I know I'm in a house of humanity. I'm in a house of individuals where there's an enemy that wants to take away your love, that wants to take away your joy. But I wonder if there's somebody that would turn to the enemy, whether it's through praise, whether it's through worship, whether it's through prayer at an altar, and say, devil, my love is not for sale. I'm not going to give my love to the world. I'm not going to give my love to the enemy. Oh, come on, somebody. I wonder if there's somebody that can say, you know what? I'm in the valley right now, but my joy, my joy is not for sale. Oh, come on. I know you're, you're in difficult moments right now. I know that, that you're, you're at a circumstantial point in your life, but is there somebody that, you know what? I've got God. I've got a hope beyond this world, this joy. Devil, it's not for sale. I'm not giving it away. Oh, come on. I know the enemy's abilities to torment. I know the enemy's abilities, amen, to talk a lot about your past, about my past, about my failures, about your failures. But is there an individual in the house of God that says, you know what, devil, you're not going to take my peace because I've already been bought. You're not going to take my peace because it's not for sale. My victory is not for sale. My faith is not for sale. Oh, come on, somebody. My redemption, it's not for sale. My family, it's not for sale. My children, they're not for sale. My church, it's not for sale. My prayer time, it's not for sale. My devotion. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody lift up your hands right now. Let's begin to worship God. Somebody begin to praise and worship God. Devil, my soul, it's not for sale. My mind, it's not for sale. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to pray in just a moment. We're going to rejoice in just a moment because I believe that God is true to his scripture. When you buy the truth and you sell it not, you can believe in it. You can cash it at the bank. 
and God says, I inhabit the praises of my people. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what situation you are in life. I don't care what you bought into. I don't care what you've sold out to. When you begin to praise God, when, when you begin to worship him, when you lift up your voice, God's attention is God. God's attention says, that's where I want to be. Hallelujah. Before we worship, three quick things. The beautiful thing about buying the truth and getting that mentality that I'm not for sale. I'm not selling this gospel. I'm not selling myself. When you get a hold of that, the risks that we mentioned before about real estate and spiritual markets, the risks begin to change. When you buy the truth and sell it not, you don't have to worry about false doctrine when you're in the truth because you are buying already the truth. You already know what the scripture says and you can trust his voice. You don't have to fear about title and ownership issues because when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, your title changes, amen, and his name is applied to your life and through his blood you are purchased, amen, in redemption. When you sell out to God and you buy the truth, it's not gonna cost you a dime because he already bought you and he paid for it with his own blood. You were bought with a price. Hallelujah. You were bought with a price. I wonder if there's somebody that'll worship with me tonight. Somebody that'll worship with me tonight and pray, God, I'm selling out to you. Oh God, I am selling out to you tonight. I'm buying this truth. I'm buying this gospel and I'm gonna worship you. I'm gonna praise you. Hallelujah. I'm not for sale. Is there a young person in this house that would step out and say, you know what? I'm not for sale, devil. I may have went down a road, but I'm making a change. Hallelujah.